Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Welcome to another episode of Excess Press. You may call me Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast. This is episode 5 from the week of August 12th, 2018. Well, here we are once again. There are lots of things to talk about today. There is some good news coming up, a lot of events happening that I want to discuss. Disney had come up with a Tron coaster update, um, so I'm really excited to talk about a little bit about that. I mean, there wasn't too much news on it, but uh, it's nice to hear that they're telling us what's happening with it and what's going on. So I'll give you an update on the new Tron coaster that's happening over in Magic Kingdom. I'll also be discussing all the events that are happening over at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween, because believe it or not, it's starting next week like it's it's coming up it's, it's starting very soon so i'm going to give you the lowdown on what to do over there and some tips and some of my previous experience uh, at the party so there's lots to discuss there and then photo pass day that's coming up as well so disney released a lot of different uh places you can go throughout the parks to get your photo taken so i'll let you know what you can do for that so that should be pretty exciting and there's a lot more to discuss so let's just jump right into it and begin this week's episode of excess press So I'm going to start off today by talking about the Tron coaster. Uh, Disney announced on Friday that some updates, uh, some updates were coming for the uh, upcoming Tron coaster that's coming to Tomorrowland at the Magic Kingdom. So if you don't know anything about this coaster, currently there is a version of it located at Shanghai Disneyland, and it's I think it's the most popular ride there right now. It's uh, it was built a few years ago when the park had opened and everyone was super is still super excited about it But it's actually coming to Tomorrowland and will be next to uh, Next to Space Mountain and the Tomorrowland Speedway so Some of the new updates that were announced is that the Walt Disney World Railroad will, will actually temporarily close starting to th- uh, December 2018 uh, the, the, the the train is going to be positioned at the Main Street station will actually which will actually allow guests to have like an up close look at it as well as a photo pass or photo opportunities so 
it's not going to make be making its trip around the the Magic Kingdom for a bit. They don't have a date when it's going to reopen, but uh, it's definitely sometime in 2018, I believe. So, uh, and then Disney also announced that the Tomorrowland Speedway will close for a portion of 2019 and will reopen later that year. So that's really all that was announced for the Tron Light Cycle. They the reason they were closing Tomorrowland Speedway is because they, they need to get the, the track set for the coaster. So, so that's really exciting news that we know that it's going to be going up next year. But the Tron attraction is set to debut in 2021. And that will that's actually going to be the 50th anniversary for Walt Disney World. So that's really exciting. Uh, and again, the, the, the Tron coaster is based on the Tron Light Cycle Run or Tron Light Cycle Power Run over at Shanghai Disneyland. And lastly, I guess if you're over at Storybook Circus, uh, you will be able to see a new Tron-themed billboard advertising the ride. So I'm, I think that's up right now. Um, it sound, it, from the article that the Disney Blogs posted, it sounded like it is up at this time. So, hey, if you if you're in the Disney parks and you see it up, tag me. I'd like to I'd like to see what it looks like. So. But yeah, that's all. That's all the the updates we have for the the Tron coaster. I'm really excited for this one. I'm I'm really pumped. Uh, I, if you haven't seen photos of this, it's, it looks awesome. Um, I cannot wait for this to open. But we we still have like three years to wait, so it's gonna it's gonna be a while. But anyways, so that's it for the update. And uh, now we're gonna talk a little bit about some Halloween. I know it's August, but there's a lot of Halloween news happening right now. So I find it weird to discuss Halloween so soon, but Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party is rapidly approaching. It's actually starting this Friday, August 17th. So I figured I would take some time to talk about the different events and the my past experience with the party to maybe give you guys some tips. But the party runs from August 17th until October 31st. If you plan on going, I would probably pay for your tickets as soon as possible as dates do sell out. Halloween will definitely be the most popular um, and I it always sells out first. So if you really wanna go on Halloween, uh, I would buy your tickets as soon as you can, but it is the priciest day. So I, I believe it's like $125 a ticket, whereas like, the cheapest adult ticket could be like $75. So it is pretty expensive. So it's a $50 increase if you wanna go on Halloween. The party starts at 7 p.m. and it goes until midnight, but guests who have the tickets are allowed into the park at 4 p.m. So at that time, you'll be issued a wristband so cast members know that you're here for the party because once 7 p.m. comes, all the other people get kicked out of the park and if you don't have that wristband on, then you're yeah you have to get kicked out of the park. 
everyone is actually allowed to dress in costume. Usually adults on a regular theme park day, they can't dress in costume because they want to make sure that kids don't get confused with the, the actual Disney characters with people like adults dressing costumes there have been issues in the past so the only time adults can wear costumes in the park is either like when they're doing a run disney event or for the halloween party but there are they do have kind of strict guidelines so make sure you read up on those i'm not going to go over all the guidelines because it's kind of intense but for the most part you just don't want to wear any masks and don't bring any weapons you have to wear a costume that shows your face so but my biggest suggestion for this is make sure your costume is not very heavy and it's not gonna make you super hot uh you want to dress light because remember if you're going to the halloween party it's still hot in august september and october at disney world it, it's not it doesn't get any cooler so it's still pretty warm so for example when i went a few years ago my wife and i we kind of disney bounded as mickey, uh, mickey and minnie so it was really cool my mother-in-law she had she had uh put she had sewn uh like white spots on or yellow spots on um no white spots on red shorts for like mickey mouse and i wore a black shirt and we had ears and then and then we had uh yeah we had like black shirts on my my wife had a really cute outfit on as Minnie mouse so so we we dressed up but it was it was light so we just we knew we did not want to be hot for this so that's my suggestion if you're going to dress in costume uh we're going to move on to rides so a lot of the rides are open in the park but not all of them my suggestion is if you want to go on rides try to go between like four and seven but once you're on the at the party i would just go for the experience because you can go to the rides anytime but you're here for the party and there's lots to do at the party i mean i would definitely ride haunted mansion i feel like at a Halloween party, you have to ride Hawden Mansion. They usually have this one character out. Oh, I can't remember her name, uh, but she's a, she's this very eccentric, like Southern woman. Uh, I can't. I wish I wish I had the notes open in front of me, but or, or her name in front of me, but I don't. But usually she's she's like a ghost, and she she kind of talks to the crowd in front of Haunted Mansion. So hopefully she's there this year. I, it, when I looked at the list of the events, it wasn't on there, but hey, maybe she will be. But yeah, one to ride would probably be definitely Haunted Mansion. So I would do that. And to me, like usually the line for Space Mountain is pretty short so like i have to go on space mountain so i just when we went i remember those being the two rides we went on and i think we went on pirates of the caribbean as well otherwise like we didn't do do much else but so as far as events uh there's a lot so you definitely can't do all of them um but first one of the most the best and probably the most important event is the mickey's booty you hollow meeting parade uh, the Halloween parade is awesome. I, I honestly don't care much for the parades at Disney World, but the Boudoir Parade is phenomenal. I really like it. Um, it's great. I love the music to it. Uh, you actually hear it in the background right now. That's what started off this this segment, the Boudoir Halloween Parade. Um, but it's great, and they do have a few a few sh like so. All these events are going to have multiple showings or like like at least two showings a day or at least two showings during the party so they usually do run two 
the uh, the parade two times. My suggestion, if you want to do the parade, go to the later showing uh, because it will be less crowded because uh, there will be families with kids and they'll probably go to the first showing and then that'll give you time to to go to the second one with, with a lot less crowds. So there's also trick-or-treating around the park. Uh, there's multiple stops all around the entire theme park whether you can get candy. Um, there's, I mean, why not? It's free candy. They'll give you like a small bag, but I think what Melissa and I did last time, we kind of brought like a, sorry, Melissa's my wife. We kind of brought bigger bags with us and we just had them like fill in candy. And by the end of the night, like they're, the cast members are looking to get rid of a lot of this stuff. So they'll, they'll just kind of throw tons of it in your bag. So if you're looking for candy, go for it. Like it, this is the best time to do it. So yeah, lots of spots for trick-or-treating around the parks. And then there's the Happy Hollowishes fireworks, which are fantastic as well. Uh, I, th- I, I think they only do it once a night. Um, so they might do it twice, but I think for this they only do it once because um, that's got to probably be hard to set up. But make sure you check out the Hollowishes fireworks. They're awesome. They're really great. What was actually kind of cool was, so we had watched it in the... The party, but then on our trip later on, my wife and I, we had actually gone to California Grill. And if you're not familiar with California Grill, it's a restaurant that's atop uh, a contemporary resort. What we did, we had like an 8 p.m. reservation, so like nine. 9.30 came around and that's when the Hollow Wishes fireworks are going off so it was great because we were able to go off to the balcony of California Grill and then watch the fireworks at Magic Kingdom and they piped in the music on the roof so we heard the uh, the Hollow Wishes fire uh, uh, music being piped in so that was re- that was a really cool experience so I, kind of, I got to see that we got to see that twice in one trip um, yeah so check out the Hollowishes fireworks and there's also a premium dessert party if you're interested in that uh, again I, I think that's a an added ticket price of course um, so there that's an option if you really want to do it already paying on top of your uh, admission to the party and then there's also lots of Halloween dance parties and there, that includes a new one called the storybook circus disney junior jam so that's with all the disney junior characters in there so that's new for 2018. then there's the hocus pocus villain spelltacular now i haven't seen this because this was actually introduced last year or the year before i'm pretty sure it was last year so this is of course with your the, the hocus pocus the sanderson sisters um and i really wish i could have seen this i have seen the youtube video of it and it looks awesome i i don't know if I'm going to get to a Halloween party anytime soon or if we'll do it again. So I, I had to watch it, but it looks, it, it's awesome. It's really cool. Um, if you're into Hocus Pocus, I would check this out. And then I believe they do that three times, two or three times a night as well. Um, and th- this year is actually the 25th anniversary for Hocus Pocus. So they, maybe they'll do something special. I don't know, but uh, the Hocus Pocus villain spectacular. Check that out if you want. And then the Cadaver Dance will be out. So it's just another version of the Dapper Dance. So if you want to see them sing, you can do that. They'll have like a haunted playlist, I guess they, they sing. And then new for this year is the Frontierland Costume Promenade. And that is where Prospector Cactus Flower Kate will round up guests and encourage them to show off their costumes in a quest for candy. So I guess that's just like a cool show uh, where people get to like kind of show off their costumes and 
uh, I guess win a prize at the end. But I don't know. That sounds pretty cool. I'll, I don't know the times for that, but I guess she'll be roaming around Frontierland. Uh, and then again, there's going to be lots of character meet and greets. There's there's a lot, so you can meet like Jack and Sally, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, or gee, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I say that a lot, so but no, you can, you can meet Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Um, they'll be out. Uh, but remember, for character these character meet and greets, since they're rare, they do have pretty long wait times. I remember researching for when we went on our trip a few years ago to the Halloween party, and I had people had said, "Hey, waits are going to be really long. Uh, I like just be be forewarned. You're going to have to wait a long time." And I was like, "All right, we're not like we're not going to do it. We're not going to like meet for characters because like I'm not really big into characters either." But I really wanted to meet Jack and Sally. So, of course, like, we entered the party, I think, at, like, 6. We entered around 6, and Jack and Sally were, like, right at, the like, the front of the park near Main, on Main Street. Um, and, of course, we made the mistake. I was like, hey, hey, honey, let's go. Let's go. Let's go wait in line. Let's go meet Jack and Sally. And she was like, okay. I didn't, I didn't know how long the line was actually going to be. Like, there was a lot of people, but it didn't look like a lot of people. And... When I went in 2013 for the party, it was actually nine years since I had been to Walt Disney World, so I don't remember how long lines actually were for meet and greets. So, long story short, I think we waited uh, almost two hours for it, and as soon as we were done at 8 o'clock, that's when the Headless Horseman came out for the Boo to You parade, and we, we uh, we went to the Boo to You parade. So... Essentially, we kind of missed the first hour of the party, and I remember my wife not being so happy with me, but it was fine. We still had a lot of fun at the party, but I kind of regret waiting the two hours to meet the characters. So just be forewarned, this does take up a lot of time if you want to meet a character, and there's a lot of character meet and greets. So if it's something you really want to do, just make sure you got to put in the time for it. Maybe do it at the end of the park after you meet all of the, uh, or after you do all the events, but... But yeah, so that's just my suggestion. And then there were, there's going to be some special merchandise sold only at the parties. So if you're looking for that, check that out. And there will be lots of photo pass opportunities. So that kind of wraps it up for what's happening uh, at the parks and or at the, uh, the Halloween party. And that kind of, that's my experience with it. Uh, I mean, I would say if you've never been to a Halloween party, I would go. I think it's it's a lot of fun. The the parades, the fireworks are great. Um, it's great to see what people are dressed up as. Um, it's 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 really a lot of fun. Um, so if you want to go, the prices range anywhere between seventy five dollars to one hundred twenty five dollars for adults plus tax, and that it only costs one hundred twenty five dollars, I believe, on Halloween. So again, yeah, the other prices do vary, and those are all those are advanced prices. So uh, make sure you purchase those in advance to get the the cheaper price. So I guess if you buy day of, it'll be a bit more expensive. Uh, and then if you're looking for children, usually it's it's like three to nine. It's anywhere between seventy dollars to one hundred and twenty dollars. So not much of a difference, but. But yeah, so that's it for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween. Like I said, it is kind of weird talking about it um, this early because it's it's mid-August, but it's starting again. It's starting next week, or this oh, this actually, oh, it's starting this week. So, um, but yeah, so if you're going to the Halloween party, have fun because it is awesome.
So another event that's happening this week is Disney Photo Pass Day, and that is happening on August 19th, uh, this Sunday. Disney released a lot of information on all the special photo pass opportunities for Disneyland and Disney World, and there's a lot of cool character meet and greets and magic shots that you can get. So I'm gonna kind of go through the list and maybe something will jump out to you. I think it'll be impossible to do all of this, but uh, if you're going, or if you're gonna be in Disney World this Sunday, you might wanna check out one of these because they're not gonna be there all the time. So we're gonna start over with the California Adventure Park in the Disneyland Resort. Uh, some of the character experiences that you can meet, uh, you can actually meet Joy and Sadness from Inside Out, and that's happening over at Paradise Gardens Park. And then you can also meet Doctor Strange or Loki, which is happening near the Hollywood Backstage lot. And then some of the additional photo pass opportunities is there will be a Coda magic shot near the Sawmill in Grizzly Peak. Uh, Coda is actually from the movie Brother Bear, the animated movie that was released uh, in the early 2000s by Disney. So. Uh, if you don't know what a magic shot is, that's like when they um, they take a, fix, uh, a picture of you and the, the photographer is like, okay, put your hand out and, and they'll pretend there are balloons in your hand. You're floating away. So they'll later go in and then add balloons right into the photo. So they'll insert Coda into this magic shot. And then another magic shot is they will have Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Uh, that's going to happen over the Hyperion Theater. And then there will be, they also have prop pictures. So you'll get to hold Russell's grape soda bottle cap pin. And that's gonna happen at Grizzly Peak Waterfall. And then there'll be a piston cup prop, which is near the entrance for Cars Land. And then over on Buena Vista Street, there will be the clapper board prop. So, you know, like in, in the movies where they're like, all right, take one, like the clapper thing. Yeah, so you could do that. Uh, and then we're gonna hop over to the Disneyland Park now. Uh, some of the character experiences there is you can meet Marie, and Marie is from the Aristocats, uh, so she will be out in Toon Park in Mickey's Toontown. And then you can also meet Hook and Mr. Smee, which uh, and that will be, it's a, snor uh, it's a small world, so you can meet them over there. Uh, and then some of the additional photo pass opportunities are some magic shops, uh, magic shots, and for a prop is, there's gonna be a Dumbo magic shot, so next to the Dumbo, the flying elephant, They'll, you'll probably see him flying in the air. And then there will be a Mickey's, uh, a Mickey ice cream bar magic shot uh, at the Town Square flagpole. And then a Fairy Wings magic shot over at Pixie Hollow. And the last one over at Disneyland um, is the Mickey pretzel prop in front of Main Street Photo Supply Co. So if you want to take advantage of all of these photo pass opportunities, you can download the Max Pass for the day, uh, and you can do that right on your phone. Uh, I kind of discussed Max Pass, what Max Pass is a few weeks ago, but I'll do a quick rundown what it is. Pretty much, it's like so Disneyland works different than Disney World. Max Pass is like a, a $10 charge for the day and where you can book fast passes on your phone and but you also get uh, all the photo pass opportunities that you want. Um, so like for the fast pass instead of having to get a paper a paper ticket because that's what you still have to do at Disneyland if you want a fast pass uh, you can actually book everything on your phone and it, it helps save a lot of time in the day. So if you want to do all these photo pass opportunities I mean, of course, you can do it for free. You can go do the photo pass opportunity and um, have like a cast member take a, a picture 
with your phone or whatever, you could do that. But if you want to get like those magic shots, you will need the Max Pass for this. So the, that's all the photo, the special photo pass opportunities that are happening for Photo Pass Day at Disneyland. And now we're gonna head on over to the Walt Disney World Resort. So we're going to start uh, at Disney Springs. So this one's actually really cool. I saw a photo of this. This is the Peter Pan Shadow Magic Shot. And this looks really awesome. So if you go between the Lego store and the World of Disney, that's where you could do that photo pass shot. That looks awesome. Uh, and then there's the original selfie magic shot outside the Disney Photo Pass Studio. And that's like, they have like a really old camera that you like kind of taking a photo with it. Um, so there's that one and then the special balloons virtual background and that's happening at the Disney Photo Pass studio. So that's what's happening at Disney Springs. Um, sorry if I'm going like super fast through these. There's just a lot to get to. So I'm just kind of running through them real fast, but I want to make sure, hey, if something pops out at you, maybe you'll want to do it. So. Anyways, so we're gonna head over to Animal Kingdom now. Uh, at Animal Kingdom, you can meet Bolt. Uh, Bolt's from the animated movie that Disney came out with a few years ago. Uh, how many years ago was that? I don't remember, it was a while ago. But uh, you can meet Bolt over at Discovery Island Trails. Um, and then you can meet Baloo and King Louie. And that's from, or that's over at Upcountry Landing in Asia. And then uh, some more opportunities are you can, there's uh, also another Huey, Dewey and Louie magic shot in Dinoland USA. So you can do that over there. And then there's the Kevin magic shot near a great bird adventure. So that's pretty cool. And then uh, Russell, Russell's again, Russell's grape soda pin, bottle cap pin prop. Wow, I said that wrong. Russell's grape soda bottle cap pin prop. That is a mouthful to say. Uh, that's going to be over again at the Up A Great Bird Adventure. Um, remember that replaced Flights of Wonder that, uh, that earlier this year. And then there will be a uh, Finding Nemo prop near Finding Nemo the Musical. And then there will be a Kilimanjaro, Safar Kilimanjaro Safaris prop near the attraction entrance. So... Uh, that's all the uh, special photo pass opportunities happening at uh, Animal Kingdom. And I remember, again, I, I remember saying this on a previous podcast, but I found that when I, uh, when I was taking a lot of photos with photo pass, I found that Animal Kingdom had the most opportunities out of all the parks. I felt like there were lots of cast members around. Don't know if that's changed, but just a heads up there. So over at Hollywood Studios, uh, the one character, the one new character experience that you do is you can actually meet Jawas, and that's happening over at the Star Wars Launch Bag Cantina. And then you can do a Rizzo magic shot near the Muppet Vision 3D. And then there's also a Green Army Man magic shot near the entrance of Slinky Dog Dash. There's on Sunset Boulevard, there's a Hollywood Tower Hotel luggage prop. And then there is a Beauty and the Beast light painting next to Theater of the Stars. And that's actually available only from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. So that is something that's happening at night. So we're gonna move on over to Epcot now. And some of the new ones are you can meet Cruella de Vil over at the United Kingdom Pavilion. If you're in Morocco, you can go meet Jafar, which is pretty awesome. I would love to meet Jafar. 
Uh, and then, again, there's the original selfie magic shot happening over at the France Pavilion. And again, like I said, that was at Disney Springs as well. And then there's the World Traveler Magic Shots. That's available at all 11 countries in the World Showcase. I'm not exactly sure what that one is, but I guess it's pretty cool if uh, you're going to every single World Showcase uh, country and doing that. So, interesting. And then, this one I want to do. I wish I could do it. This is a Baby Groot Magic Shot, and that's happening over at Future World East at the Galaxy-themed wall. Uh, then there is also the uh, Finding Nemo prop at the Seas with Nemo and Friends, and then a Spaceship Earth prop near the attraction entrance. And I'm curious what the Spaceship Earth prop is. I didn't see any photos of it online, but I'm kind of curious as to what that is. But anyways, all right, guys, we're almost done. We're at Magic Kingdom, so hopefully you've, you've stuck with me through this. <laughs> Okay, so at Magic Kingdom, we uh, there's not too much here, surprisingly, but you can meet Pinocchio in Geppetto, and that's happening over near the Pinocchio Village House. If you haven't gone to eat, if you haven't gone there to eat food for quick service, I love it. The flatbreads are awesome. Big fan of that one. And then. There is a Dole Whip magic shot across from the Sunset Tree Terrace. I mean, why don't you just go buy a Dole Whip and take the photo with the real thing? Why don't you do that? Sounds like a good plan to me, right? And if you don't know, you can actually do mobile ordering over at the Sunshine Tree Terrace, which is pretty awesome. And then there's the, let's see what we got here. The Dumbo magic shot near the Dumbo Flying Elephant ride, of course. Uh, and then the Mickey Mouse magic shot, uh, and that's going to be on the bridge near Fairytale Garden. And then the Jungle Cruise prop, which is near the attraction entrance. And then a pretzel, pretzel prop, uh, and that's going to be near the purple wall at the Tomorrowland Terrace. So, okay, I listed all of them. That's it. We're done. So, uh, I do want to let you guys know that all of these have all of these have different times. So. <laughs> If you're going, make sure you look up what time each of these shots are happening because I, I didn't list the times because they, they seriously vary between character experience, the park, and like I, I didn't want to get into the times. Make sure you check to see what's happening and when it's happening. But so if you're at Disney World, you can take home digital uh, digital downloads of all your PhotoPass photos for the day. Uh, if you have Memory Maker, um, and usually Memory Maker for your trip costs, I think it's like 170 if you pay for it in advance for like your trip. Um, but if you want to do it just for the one day, uh, you can go to. Uh, one of the PhotoPass centers located each of the parks or at Disney Springs and you get get it for the price of $39 and they're saying that it's only available again on August 19th and it's only at those five locations so if you want to get the Murray Day Maker for $39 for the one day you have to go to the PhotoPass center and each of the parks and Disney Springs so that's how you do that but anyways, this sounds like a really cool experience and I wish I could make it for that because uh, I actually really do like the PhotoPass opportunities. I think the photographers are great um, and PhotoPass is great for for your trip if you really want to capture all the memories. Um, I, I actually, so 
I haven't told you guys. I mean, I think I, on the previous podcast, I mentioned this just like quickly once, but I actually went for my bachelor party last year. Oh, yeah, I mentioned it last week. But so I went to my bachelor party last year, and as like a present to everyone, I had gotten um, photo pass for the entire trip. So, like, we, I was constantly checking the, 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 the map on, um, your Disney Experience app because you could go right in the app and see where like all the photo pass opportunities are. So I was always constantly checking the map like, oh guys, there's a photo pass photographer over there. If someone had spotted one, we would go get a photo. So like by the end of the trip, we had like 200 photos of like different just around all the four parks and it was awesome. It captured a lot of great moments with me and and my, my groomsmen and it was awesome. And so what I did for with all of those photos as a present to them for the wedding, because the wedding was like two months later, I actually went on Shutterstock and created a book with like all the all of our memories, and a lot of the photos, some of the photos they taken on their cell phones and on my cell phone, and uh, it was it was awesome. It really made for a great thing, and the guy I know the guys really appreciated getting that that book as like a present, but. To me, I think PhotoPass is worth it if you're going with like a big family. It's it's great uh, working with the photographers and yeah. So I I love PhotoPass. But anyways, so that's gonna wrap it up for this segment. And there are some some more news stories uh, that we're gonna get into um, some over at Disneyland and at Disney World. But yeah, there's a lot to go through today. Jeez. But all right, so I think we're gonna head over to Disneyland now and talk about a cool event that they have going on for the holidays. So there's an event happening at the Disneyland Resort called the Spirit of Dia de los Muertos, and they're going to be doing a bunch of different things. Uh, one of the events that's happening is the Plaza de la Familia, which is over at the Paradise Gardens in California. And this is, uh, there's an interactive memory wall, a new photo location, as well as arts and crafts over there. There's an art exhibit, and there's going to be mariachi music performed uh, over at the Paradise Gardens Grill. So there's some cool events that you can go and check out with your family uh, over over at the Paradise Gardens. And then there's also going to be um, several showings of a musical celebration of Coco, which brings together the storytellers of Plaza de la Familia and the Grammy Award-winning Mariachi Divas for a festive show of dance and music. Uh, and that kind of tells the story of Miguel's journey as seen in Coco. If you haven't seen Coco, it is a fantastic movie. Gorgeous, gorgeous movie as well. Um, so a lot of the events happening here are going to be based on the movie Coco. Uh, but so yeah, that's uh, that's happening over at Plaza uh, Paradise Gardens. Uh, and then if you want to go to Cars Land, there's going to be some events over there as well. Uh, I think some of the like the shops are going to be kind of. Uh, theme towards this as well so and then over at the disneyland park uh there is zocala park which is in frontierland and that's going to have like an elaborate and colorful display in honor of dia de los huertos um so there's i saw photos of it it looks it looks gorgeous they have like a lot of um i can't remember the names but it's sort of like a shrine with i guess all the passing of the dead um 
and all so all of this begins on September 7th and that's going to continue through November 2nd. So I think it, if you've been to the Mexico Pavilion in Epcot there's there's a lot of cocoa stuff in there so I think some of that is going to be translated over to this Zocala Park um, uh, over in Disneyland. So yeah, this is just one more thing to make you want to go to Disneyland. So there's 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 a lot of cool stuff happening for the holidays this year. And that's just one more cherry on top. So that seems cool. Check it out. Again, this is happening from September 7th. And that's going through uh, November 2nd of this year. I hope you're hungry because there's a lot of food news to discuss. Um, and I think we're going to kind of stay over at Disneyland right now. Just sit back because uh, I got a lot to tell you about food. So I think one of the things that I love about the Disney theme parks the most now, especially as an adult, is all the food that's there. I mean, I'm a big foodie and they just have like the best food. <laughs> I mean, there's so many different choices you can have and it's it's something that makes me want to go back and just try more and more because like on our last trip, I made sure we, we were to try all new restaurants, stuff I haven't done before, tried new snacks, but this week, Disney had released a lot of news that's with all the with all the new food that are coming to the different either snack stands, quick service, or table service. So I'm just gonna kind of quickly run through a lot of the new things that are coming. So first, I'm gonna start over in Disneyland. If you go over to the River Bell Terrace in the Disneyland Park, it is actually now serving breakfast. So some of the new dishes include monkey bread, which is a warm and buttery sweet bread. And this southern skillet dish comes with pecan, put pecan butter, candy, pecans, and powdered sugar. And oh man, I saw a photo of this and it looks amazing. Uh, you can also enjoy dishes like the country biscuits and gravy, Becky Thatcher's fried green tomato, or even the short rib skillet with sunny side up eggs, signature potatoes, onions and peppers, and Texas toast. Uh, and then you can also get your classic Mickey Mouse pancakes and that comes with maple syrup, whipped butter, seasonal berries, and chicken and sausage or apple smoked bacon. So seating for this new breakfast at Riverdale Terrace is available first come first serve basis and then reservations are also available for lunch and dinner only. So that's what's happening over at the River Bell Taylor. Oh, geez, I cannot say River Bell Terrace. It's, <laughs> that is a tongue twister. So, okay, so uh, that's what's happening over there. I've actually never eaten at the River Bell Terrace before. Oh, wait, no, that's a lie. I have. I forgot. Yeah, over actually, uh, when I, I did a solo trip for one day at Disneyland last year, and I had lunch at River Terrace. See, I can't say it. Uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. I was able to sit out on the patio, and then I was able to watch the parade. Huh. 
Okay, so I did eat there and I remember it being very good. So, <laughs> so check that out if you want to eat there. So if you go to the Pacific Wharf in California Adventure Park, be sure to stop by the Coquina Cucamonga Mexican Grill for our new fish taco plate. And that comes with corn tortillas, citrus cabbage slaw, mango habanero sauce, cilantro lime rice, and black beans. That sounds awesome, but not sure if I'm gonna have that anytime soon, but it sounds really good. So that's all for Disneyland and we're gonna hop over to Disney World. So you can stop over at Casey's Corner over on Main Street in the Magic Kingdom and you can get a cheesy dog which is an all beef hot dog topped with queso, cheddar, and seasoned cheese puffs. So pretty, pretty much it's just like the cheesiest hot dog you can get. Sounds pretty good to me, right? Uh, and then I mentioned earlier before that I really like Pinocchio's Village House. I think it's a great uh, quick service option and they their, their flatbread of the month is a delicious bacon mac and cheese flatbread so that sounds awesome i would get it like i said Pinocchio village house a very good quick service one of my favorites so that's over in Fantasyland. and if you're still hungry you can go on over to the friar's nook over in Fantasyland, and they have a variety of tater tots and i recently found out that disney can't use the term tater tots because i guess it's licensed by the company uh, so yeah, they they can only re refer uh, they can only be referred to as tots or potato barrels, but anyway. So Friar Friar Nook's uh, yeah the Friar Nook is serving up pub tots uh, pub tots which is topped with beer cheese bacon and chives, and they also have brats and tots which is just the bratwurst that is topped with sauerkraut and then served with delicious potato barrels. And then I was looking at their menu while I was doing some research for this and I learned that they served fried Twinkies. If I had known this on my last trip, I would have gotten like three of them. So I've not seen a fried Twinkie in a while, but yeah, so they have that as well. So we're gonna head on over to Epcot and if you go to the refreshment port, you can get a Stowaway Mary. It's a Bloody Mary that comes with vodka. It's garnished with pimento stuffed olives, a cherry tomato, celery, jumbo shrimp, and smokehouse bacon. I'm not a big fan of Bloody Marys, but this sounds awesome and I kind of want it. But also, if you're at the refreshment port, one of my favorite snacks is at the refreshment port, and that is the, the croissant donut, which is also known as a donut. Oh my God, it is so good. Try it. It is my, one of my favorite snacks, and I feel like every time I go to Epcot, I have to get this thing. So get that. If you're not going to get the Bloody Mary, get the cronut over there. Then at the Liberty Inn at the American Adventure Pavilion, it's also serving up a macaroni and cheese footlong hot dog. Uh, this thing is monstrous and it seems way too much to eat, but it looks really good. Uh, and then we're gonna head on over to Disney Springs and uh, STK Orlando is now serving lunch between 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday and brunch from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturday and Sunday. And then Disney Springs is once again getting a new dining, dining location, but it's probably different than what you think. Uh, it's actually gonna be a barbecue food truck called the 4R Cantina Barbacoa 
food truck and that's gonna open in late August. The, this is by the 4R Restaurant Group, which owns a bunch of different smokehouses in the Orlando area. Uh, the food truck will be serving up a taco cone, a burrito bowl that we filled with brisket barbacoa, a pork sofrito. Uh, then there's also a vegetarian option like the squash blossom burrito. Uh, and they will also be serving dessert, such as the Dolce de Leche churro balls. So keep out an eye for that for the truck at the end of August. And that's going to wrap it up for all the food news items and as, as well as the news for this week. So that was a lot. And uh, I, hope you, I hope you stuck with me through that because I listed off a lot of new things that's happening. Uh, there are There isn't any quick news tips that I have this week or quick news stories that I have this week. It's all like these bigger, bigger stories. And I hope you guys stuck with me through this whole thing because I know I understand what that was a lot. And if I ran through it too fast, I just wanted to make sure I got through all of it at a timely matter. So, but yeah. All right. So I want to quickly go to my next segment, which is this day in Disney theme parks history. So on today's segment for this day in Disney Parks history, uh, there's only two things I really want to mention that were important uh, that had happened in the parks history this uh, this past week. So there was a birthday this week, and that's for the Haunted Mansion over at Disneyland. It actually opened on August 9th, 1969. So it is celebrating its 49th birthday. So I assume next year they're going to be doing something big for the 50th anniversary. So uh, I feel like I might need to get to Disneyland if they do anything special because Haunted Mansion is one of my, it's my second favorite ride of all time at Disney World. Um, It's always been something that's been near and dear to me. So I feel like if they do anything special for the 50th, I might have to go. So yeah, happy birthday, Haunted Mansion. And then on, so this is a bit of sad news, but on August 11th, 2014 is when Robin Williams had passed away. And I mention him because not only did he play the iconic genie in Aladdin, but he was also part of a Disney attraction. Uh, he was he was part of the attraction called the Timekeeper, and that was a Circle Circle Vision 360 show that was in Tomorrowland from 1994 to 2006. So. He actually played the titular role of the Timekeeper, which was an audio animatronic. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention him because he does have his place in Disney Parks history and everyone will always know him as the genie. And yeah, I just I just didn't want to I did want to recognize his passing, which was four years ago now. So, but yeah, the Timekeeper, I don't think I've ever gone on it maybe in 1998 when I was on a trip but otherwise I don't remember anything about it but what the show was was it's 
if you've ever been to Canada where they have like the, the whole circle around you, it's it's just like that. It was another circle vision where there's screens all around you. And then in the, the main attraction was the Timekeeper, which was, again, voiced by Robin Williams. So it's just really cool audio animatronic. And he kind of took you through different times um, throughout our history. And there's a whole story behind it. So you can check out videos on YouTube if you're curious. But but yeah, so I just wanted to mention those uh, those two items this week for this day in Disney Parks history. And that's going to wrap it up for this segment. So we're going to move over on to questions. So we have uh, some questions that came in this past week. Uh, And again, if you want to ask me any questions, you can shoot me an email over at uh, excesspresspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can just uh, shoot me a message on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. And and then every week on my Instagram story, like the day before I'm recording, I put up one of those ask me questions on the story and you could ask me directly there. So I send out a reminder if you wanna if you want to do that. So I do have a few questions this week. Uh, let's see who we got here. We got Carter on Instagram. He had sent me over a few questions and his first one was if if I only go once a year for five days, is there any reason to get the annual pass? So I assume he's talking about Walt Disney World. Uh, so no. If you're going for five days, there's no reason to get the annual pass. Uh, five days, I think, costs like about $350 in the park to go to the parks. And annual pass, I think, costs like $900. I don't know the exact pricing on it, but I would probably only get an annual pass if you go like three times a year and you go for like five days. So if you know you're gonna go at least like three times a year on like long, like extended trips, I would probably get the annual pass. And what's cool is like if you had bought tickets and you wanna upgrade to the annual pass, you can. So Disney World would just, uh, or the uh, Disney cast members will just like subtract the amount that you still have left to pay towards the annual pass and they'll put like whatever you paid for your tickets towards that. So, So yeah, so that's what we got for annual pass. And his other question is, is it just me or has Soarin' weights gone down with the new version? And you were correct, the weights have gone down with the new version. It's not because the attraction is not not as good as the old one, but it's because they added a third track. So originally in the attraction, there was two different um, tracks, not, uh, sorry, not tracks, but Uh, I would guess theaters, the two different theaters, that's what I wanna say. There are two different theaters, but they added a third theater so they can even load more people into the attraction now. So the weights have gone down significantly. I've always seen them anywhere between like 45 to an hour, but I usually see it at 45 minutes, which is pretty good. So yes, the weights have gone down for that. And my suggestion is that if you're going to Epcot and you want to ride both Test Track and Soarin', is I would I would honestly get the Test Track for Soarin' because that line is always longer. Get the the Fast Pass for Test Track and then wait online for Soarin' because you can only get one or the other um, for the Fast Pass. So that's my suggestion, but uh, it's not just you. The weights have gone down for Soarin'. 
And then he asked me, do you always get park hoppers or do you plan your days out to save money? Um, I guess it depends on the length of my vacation. Like the past two times I've gone last year and this year, we were only there for like five days and we didn't get park hoppers. Um, to me, I, I feel like I feel like I haven't had the need to get a park hopper. Uh, I kind of just plan my days out accordingly. Um, and I think now that I'm older, I can I, I can relax a bit more at the parks and I don't need to like, I don't need to rush to see everything. Um, Cause there's, there's, lot, there's so much to do and see at the parks. And uh, yeah, I, I've, lately I haven't had the, had, I haven't had to get park hoppers. Maybe if I was on like an extended stay, like if I was staying there for like a week or like eight days or so, I would probably get the park hoppers then. But if I'm there for like four or five days, I probably won't do the park hoppers. Um, and I, and it's good to save money. I'd rather spend the money on like food. Cause again, I love food at Walt Disney World. Um, so I, I would probably do that, but yeah, that's just me. Uh, and then his last question is, uh, Walt Disney World Tower Terror avoided Guardians remake. Will they remodel within the next decade? I hope not. I hope uh, I hope they don't do that. Um, I think with all the changes that are coming at Hollywood Studios, I think they're more, f- more focused on uh, revamping the park. And that's including with Galaxy's Edge coming out. And they just had Toy Story Land open. I think right now, Tower Terror is a classic. Um, everyone loves the theme of that ride, and it would be a shame if they got rid of it just to just to redo it with Guardians. And I think if they do Guardians over there, it's just going to feel out of place. I mean, I feel like it, it already feels out of place over at the Disney uh, the California Adventure Park. But again, I they're revamping that park over there as well. So I don't know. I hope they don't redo it, but... You never know what's going to happen with Disney, so they might. But um, so, so yeah, Carter, thanks for sending those questions. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, and then the last question of the day comes from my friend Art. He sent this over on Instagram as well. And he says, one of my earliest memory, sorry, one of my earliest Disney memories was taking the ferry to Magic Kingdom and seeing characters like Goofy, Smee, uh, the, and Chippendale do a water stunt show next to the boat. Do you remember this? When and why did they stop doing these water stunt shows? Now, I never had the opportunity to see the water stunt shows. I actually never took the ferry before. Um, But so I remember hearing about this and I remember seeing videos of it. And uh, I, I was doing some research on this. I didn't have time to do a lot of research, but they were actually I couldn't find any clear, concrete answers on when and why they stopped doing these shows. But what I did find out is back in the, I think the early 70s, they started, when the park had opened, they were doing, they were doing water stunt shows, but without characters. And I think throughout like the the later 70s and the 80s, they started having characters do this. So as far as I know, they stopped doing characters on water skis um in like probably 1999 or the early 2000s because there have been there were sightings of them up until this time um but you're absolutely correct this was a thing if you were sometimes lucky enough go to go on the ferry from the transportation transportation and ticket center to the magic kingdom um 
you were able to see you were able to see like Goofy, Mr. Smee, Pinocchio. He did it as well. Uh, I think um, Pluto did it. Uh, you were able to see them on water skis, just like. I don't know, just doing, not tricks, but they're just going throughout the water. And there's YouTube clips of this. You can certainly look up Goofy Water Skiing. Um, so I don't know why they stopped it. I assume it's because they they kind of found out that I think there's like a dangerous bacteria in the lake. Um, so I guess they didn't want to risk the stunt guys anymore. Um, I'm not really sure on this. So there's no really, I, I don't have a concrete answer. The research wasn't there. Uh, I couldn't find it. So, uh, but again, for the when, I think they stopped in like the early 2000s. So, but that was really cool. Uh, I don't think we'll ever see it again, but, but yeah. So thanks for sending those questions, guys. I really appreciate it. And again, if you want to shoot me a question, uh, you can send that over to me and uh, I'll answer it on the next show. So that about wraps it up. And uh, let's go to the outro. Well, again, that's gonna that's it for this episode. I uh, appreciate you guys following along. And the one thing I did want to tell you guys is that my website is now up and running, which I'm super pumped about. Uh, you can visit it at excesspresspodcast.com. So make sure you check it out. Shoot me a comment over there. There is a form where you can contact me. You can send me any of your questions over there, comments, tips, whatever you need. So And then you can actually go... Uh, there's a little, I have a little box up there where it'll bring you to any streaming platform where you can find the podcast. You can subscribe on there. So it has everything you need. You can uh, find me on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, and iTunes and our Apple Podcasts. And there's, yeah, there's a lot of different, uh, a lot of different uh, platforms you can find me on. But if there's like another episode, or if there's another app or website you uh, you listen to, I'll make sure to add it there as well. Just let me know, and just if you can, leave me a review, and it'll really help the podcast out. But, anyways, yeah, super pumped that the web uh, the uh, website is up and running. And on there, you can also find links uh, for my Instagram account, Twitter account, and Facebook, which. Uh, you can manually search me on those platforms at Excess Press Podcast. Uh, and like I said, you can just shoot me an email directly over at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions again. So, but yeah, leave me a comment. Let me know what you think of the show. And if you can, please share it with your friends and family. Uh, I know you have a lot of friends that are Disney fans, so please share it with them. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be great. Uh, and again, if you're actually subscribed to the Anchor app, I know I say this every week, but I haven't gotten any yet. I would love to hear from you guys. But if you're subscribed on the Anchor app, you can actually send me a voice message uh, and I can play that right on the show. So if you have any tips, comments, questions, again, about the show, let me know. And I would love to play your message on an upcoming episode. But thank you guys for really tuning in. I know this was like, I, I think I talked faster than I ever have. Uh, there's a lot of information I given out to you guys today. And this is going to be my definitely my longest episode so far. But thank you guys. Really appreciate all the support. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. 
But this is Matt from the XS Pred Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.